You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. How much time till we're on? on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Oh, hello. Welcome to the show. No Badge. Uh, he's on holidays. It's Sats and Jason here uh, tonight. And Jack, our producer, firing up in the background because we don't respect the fact that uh, some of the players, Socceroos players, have returned from the World Cup. We're getting guards of no, honour. No, I respect it. You, what you do, hello, listeners and Woogie, um, <laughs> for this uh, very exciting week, heading one more week into Christmas. I know. Yeah. What um, is it? Less than two weeks. It's uh, 13 more sleeps. You keep firing him up. It's so easy. He is an easy target. He goes, they, they did a, a guard of honour for Andrew Redmayne. I said, but he didn't even play. He was the, a tourist. The grey wiggle. It's, it's, it is great. We're talking about the it's A-League. Nice. It is great that the Socceroos players have come back into the A-League. That is a wonderful thing. Straight away too. Mm. Uh, no mucking around. So well done. Uh, well done to the Socceroos and also to uh, Football Australia or Soccer Australia, whatever they call themselves nowadays. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network. Love having you on board tonight. Uh, SCN 1170 in Sydney, uh, 693 SCNQ in Brisbane. 1620 SEN on the Gold Coast and SEN Track, all our SEN Track stations who are listening through the SEN app as well. Um, We've just had a massive weekend in sport. Lots to get to. Uh, First and foremost, may I say, Mm -hmm. you you run the show, righty? So we want to hear from you. No. Oh, the listeners. Our listener. Yep. 0457 (laughs) 736 736. Get involved. There's be plenty to talk about. Or 1300 01 1170 is our phone number. Don't forget to, you can grab a a copy of the podcast of the show. It will be available uh, straight after Sports Day New South Wales. Look for that. And uh, you'll see a video of Sats on TikTok. Just look for Bad Sats SEN promoting the show, which is now. In cotton undies. It's already. Yeah, that was weird. Our chat with Joel and Fletch, you didn't have to say straight up that, yeah, like, like gentlemen, any of you worn uh, women's At underwear? Some and stage, you just went, yes. In some stage in your life, you've worn women's underwear. I have not. Whether it's fancy dress, whether it's just no. to try and make people laugh, whatever it might What is it with rugby league players dressing up as I'm women? Not. What is, is that? Like, the footy show made a living We're out comfortable being nude around each other, wear women's underwear. It's just the world we lived in. I've never thought about it. Now I'm thinking about it. What, wearing it? Well, wearing women's underwear? Yeah, but... There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's comfortable. And they just won't fit me, though. Mm. I, I agree with that. It might just cover one side. <laughs> I don't know about the other. Uh, where are we? Oh, what a big guest. And, Sats, you've done this. Uh, great job. Craig Fitzgibbon uh, joining us tonight on the preseason at the Sharks. Second-year head coach. Will we see anything different from him this year, do you think, Sats? No, I don't think... 
much will be different because he knows what his coaching philosophies are. He's got great depth in his in his squad as well. So I, I think what is going to be, and we have asked Craig Fitzgibbon this, we pre-recorded this earlier on, um, it's going to be new territory for him as a head coach. He would have experienced it at the Roosters as an assistant coach, having so many players travelling away for World Cup duties, not just Australia, other nations as well, coming back into the squad in the new year in January and how to schedule your training around that for mm. preparing players for a, you know, 2023. So that's going to be new to him as a head coach. I've got no doubt he would have asked for advice. He would have he would have observed from a distance when when coaching with uh, Trent Robinson over the years. So, uh, yeah, it's, and he's an enjoyable guy to talk to as well. He's, he's one of the rugby league's real nice guys, Craig Fitzgibbon, and we – We'll ask him about – we did ask him some stuff around totally outside of rugby league as well. Yeah, so that'll be coming up in about 15 minutes' time. We'll catch up with uh, Craig uh, Fitzgibbon. Uh, Joel and Fletch, as you said, on the show tonight. Uh, our top seven tonight. We normally do the top seven moments from the weekend in sport, but we're, we're spicing it up a bit uh, for you because – and it's based on your suggestions. It's on a theme. And what's tonight's? Well, the top seven sports documentaries. Easy. Modern-day sports documentaries. And we can go back decades, but um, everyone's got a different taste, whether it's, um, you know, The Drive to Survive has been an amazing documentary, whether you love your your, your car racing. And yep. that has been quite prevalent in a lot of people's uh, viewing over the last that's, couple of years. And that's brought a lot of younger people into absolutely. Formula One, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is on the back of... A tremendous documentary we saw. Would it be three years now? The test. Yeah. This is on the back of uh, Justin Langer being ad- being appointed the the, the coach through the Ashes and uh, the Ashes the test, which was an amazing documentary. Now, early next year, on Amazon Prime, we are going to see the test two. Mitchell Stark ball in hand. We're set to go. Bowden first ball. Ruthless start in Australia. He was a very likeable guy. He did something really dumb. Tim Payne has stood down. Today, I'm announcing my decision to stand down as the captain of the Australian men's test team. And the difficult thing was, who replaces Tim Payne? Pat Cummins, 47th test captain. It's not like I did anything. I just went to sleep one day and woke up the next day and there was Australian captain. Pat's dropped in the deep end two weeks before the biggest tour on the Australian calendar. Some of the players were finding Justin overbearing. There were rumblings behind the scenes of disaffection between coach and playing group. Oh. It, it'll be outstanding. And I then, don't know if I want to watch the it. The major voice here you can hear is Peter Lawler, one of the most respected cricket journalists in the yep. world. Both he and you know, Robert Crash Craddock and Jared Whaley, and they're one of our colleagues yep. as well, highly respected in the sport. I've got to say the trailer. If you get a chance to watch the entire trailer, it's... It's going to be uh, amazingly produced, all access, like it was the first one as well. So, What a horrible wait. time in Australian Test cricket. No, it may revitalise what a lot of Australian sporting fans and most importantly cricket fans, it may revitalise their view on the Australian team because it did, it did for me when I watched the, the Test, the first documentary. Yeah, but that was, that was watching Justin Langer and Tim Payne save Test cricket. Yeah. We're now, we're now seeing people destroy now, Test but, cricket. No, but we, the good part about these all-access documentaries is we get to see the personality behind the player as well. And I think that has that attachment to the fan as well. So I think it's 
I think it's very timely. I think it's perfect timing. Makes me cranky for Australian cricket that this comes out. Do, do you think? Do you think on what you've seen in the in the trailer? I've avoided the trailer because mm-hmm. I don't want to get hooked in. I don't want to watch it. But do, do you think this will bring back? Uh, we've got a lot of listeners who 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 strong in their opinions. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, just disconnected to Australia, the Australian cricket team. Do you think this will bring them back after just seeing the trailer? I think I think there will be a, a large portion that produced correctly, which I've got no doubt it will be. Oh, it'll be superbly made. Yeah, yeah I think it'll fall in favour of Australian cricket and bringing a lot of those fans back. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I don't know about our listeners, 0457 736 736. I've never heard that before. I've not seen it. That's made me cranky. Really? I was in a really good mood. Well, is that just because the mention of Pat Cummins Justin going to Langer bed, waking and, up and all of a sudden he's captain? Yeah, or? Well, I, yeah. No, but no, the whole Tim Payne and Justin Langer thing, two of the worst decisions. Mm. And that's made me cranky now. Thanks, mate. <laughs> I was in a really good mood. I'm going to throw one out there right now. What? I watched... I watched just recently just finished a documentary, ten part documentary. It's called, um, it's called Legacy: The You've Rise just of the LA that Lakers. Me. You put me onto that. Yeah, I've watched about four episodes. It's one of the best. It's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. Mm. It goes so, all the way back to Kareem Abdul Dubar and and Magic Johnson and the Bus family, who are still owners of LA Lakers, all the way through to present day. Um, 0457 736 736, what is the best sports documentary you have seen? Top seven. That's going to make up our top seven. You make it up. Yeah. Our listeners will make that up tonight. Yep. All right, we'll do that uh, later on in the show. Um, what we're also going to do tonight, because a lot of new stuff, we're going to start having a look at the sports highlights of the year uh, we're putting together 12, so they're in no order, right? Mm. They're, they're not in an order of this is 12 through to 1. It's just the top 12. Tonight, one of our greatest female athletes in Australia. Absolutely. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's won eight world titles. She features tonight. Can't wait to get to that as well. We're doing that, counting that down to the new year. What did you like from the weekend, Satsy? couple of things I love seeing. I don't know whether anyone was watching the cricket on Fox, and I've really enjoyed Channel 7's coverage. I've been, really enjoyed Justin Langer's insight into the players, the players individually about them off the field and what makes them tick, and I've really enjoyed that. But they had a segment during the lunch break of Brian Lara facing up to Rashid Khan, one of the greatest batters of all time, facing up to the best T20 spin bowler of all time, uh, at the moment, I should say. I say that's a big call. Yeah, at, at the moment. And... Uh, they, he bowled two overs, and Mark Howard was the was the umpire, and he was saying you need seven runs off four balls or whatever it may be. What shots are you going to play? What ball are you going to bowl, Rashid? It was really good viewing. I, I loved watching that over the weekend. Only seven runs off four balls. No, you and I could get that. Yeah, against Rashid Khan. Yeah. Yeah, please. Um, but what I did love, and all this talk around contracts and who's going to go where, and he's on the open market. Should we have a draft? Should we have a transfer window? So refreshing to read Victor Radley instructing his manager. I don't <laughs> care if I'm op- on the open market at the moment. Don't talk to any other clubs. I only want to play for the Roosters. Simple as that. Love it. What? That's what I love from the weekend. What about you? Uh, I love France versus uh, England Sunday morning. Oh, that was great. I, I, you know, my, I, I, watch, I watch the World Cup. That's it. I watch the two 5am games. 
on Saturday and Sunday morning. But that France-England game, that was great. Mm. It was end-to-end football, played in really good spirit, much better than the Argentina-Netherlands game. That was, that was quite spiteful. Mm. There were quite a few little melees. And that, even after the final whistle, uh, they were still getting into it. But that, it was a really good spirit between those two clubs. Um, Harry Kane, though, you can get nicked. All right, you cost me missing that easy goal. Oh, like, seriously, mate, you got all that net. What about when he missed the goal? Like, he went that far <laughs> over the crossbar. He ended up in the top tier of the grandstand. And all the French players ran to the goalies if to say, you did that. No, yeah. Harry Kane did that. Yeah. It was one of the worst penalty shots <laughs> I've seen in my life. It'd be like you and I doing it. Mm. I don't know what happened there. Jack, Jack's broken it all down. He's got really technically on it. He goes, he never took his eye off the ball. He only looked at the ball. 74% of the time, the yeah, uh, goes to the left goes to or the, the right. Left. Mate, it was 14 just a, degrees. It was just a crap shot. Yeah. That's all it was. If the pressure got to him. Yeah. Couldn't do it mm. when his country needed him. What didn't you like over the weekend? Um, I don't know if there was oh, being dropped off uh, or dragged out of our Christmas party by a non-drinker. Uh, early. Mm. Like, I was just starting to warm up. Can I say, and I am that person that was the designated driver listeners to drag Woogie out of our Christmas party on Friday afternoon. And I was, was a, kidnapped. There was a reason why I dragged him out as as our influential and motivating boss. Who, me? I observed from a distance <laughs> that he was making an absolute ass of himself, and so I saved his job. No, you want to, no you're more right about your am missus. Am Jack? No, your missus. Yep. Your missus was, was, what was she, about three bottles deep? Drink drink responsibly. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to get her out. Quarter past five, you made me leave. Ian Healy was there till nine o'clock. Yep. You, that, went, you went too hard, too, too early. Oh, well, mate, I was, I was the secret Santa. I had to hand out all the Christmas presents. I was actually watching you. I've never seen you so excited <laughs> about something. I've never seen you communicate with people more often about the Christmas party than you do during the day. Yeah, well, you're mate. like Ricky Gervais in the office, the English version when he's organising the trivia night. Finchie's coming, Finchie's coming. Make sure you're there. Finchie's coming. Oh, is that that reference? Yeah. Now I get it. Yeah, yeah. right. Hey, uh, what did you like? Uh, what didn't you like? Sorry, from the weekend. People thinking Jerome Luai's best man speech was out of line. Come on, it's a wedding. I've got to say, there's a lot of best weddings I've been to. The best man's speech was ever televised. The channel would be shut down. Yeah. Yeah. So Why did they – they streamed it because family couldn't family be there. Family in Samoa yeah. and couldn't be there. So, But how's that on a public stream? Why isn't that on a – I don't know. I don't know. I just – just just play on. Yeah. It's all right. You know, people are having a go at him saying, oh, he's – He's going to tarnish his legacy. No. He's a happy-go-lucky kid. Thanks for a lift home, too, from the Christmas party. It's all right. I got home. I think I had the hiccups for about three hours. Your wife said to me, why did you drop him home early? <laughs> mm. Hey, listen, and thanks for running over my Santa in the garden. Well, that's what you get for being cheeky. You're a jerk. Uh, 0457 736 736. We've got an early text here as well, Sats. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, he's one of our colleagues, actually. Jimmy Smythe. Best sports documentary I've ever seen, Senna. Have you seen it? Ah, yes. Outstanding. So that's going to go into the vote there, Senna. Yeah, Senna is very good, actually. I noticed Sporty Gav has Uh said uh, a body line, but it wasn't a doco. It was a show. It was a a movie. It was a telly series. Douglas Jardine and Co. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, geez, I wonder where I can get that from. I want to re-watch that. I want to re-watch that as well. 
Um, is there a text here about baggy greens, Sats, as well, about players holding on to them? I've noticed that's been, you know, in the news in the last 24 hours. Yeah, Jimmy from Leeton, another Jimmy from Leeton, beautiful town, Leeton. Uh, why do players only get the one baggy green? Some of them are looking so raggedy and about to fall to pieces. Yeah, good text because this is actually amongst a couple of friends of mine we were talking about this yesterday. I don't know whether you saw Steve Smith being interviewed after the game. Now, Steve War is famous for his baggy green look like it'd been through yeah. three world wars. It was just so ragged, wasn't it? And and I suppose history tells you and, and part of your preparation as well is that um, that you don't want to fix your baggy green, do you? Like you, you need to – it needs to be – looked upon and viewed upon as there's been so many battles that have been fought was in this it, Was this it cap. Steve Waugh who started that tradition? Well, it's not a tradition. Keep... It's just he was what? famous for his baggy green just being, you know, it looked like it would it'd change colour. But it... some players have got two or three baggy greens. Really? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was only one baggy no, green. No. Um, James t- Smith, he'd be able to tell us. Jimmy Smith would be able to tell us. No, I'm, well, as the fourth, I'm, I'm telling you, prior to that, you used to get a baggy green every time you made the test team. Justin Langer had two. No. Yes, I'm telling you right now, Justin Langer had two baggy greens. Had, really? Yeah, because he, he spent about five or six years out of the test team. Yep. And he got one when he came in and then one when he came back. Are you sure? I, I'm abs- Correct me if I'm right, Jimmy I, Smith. Can, I know you're listening to the show. Well, can hang you, can on. You please, can you on please? the fourth. I know this. Now, you're the self-appointed fourth <laughs> best cricket well, listen, journalist in the country. Our other listeners will tell us as well. 0457 736 736. Okay, well, Steve Smith. Yep. His looks like his has got, you can see the 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 brim now, all the white is coming through, yeah. all the fabric's been torn off it. Now, no one ever wants to fix their baggy green because it's tradition. But does it get to the point when it just has to be salvaged or do you just leave it? Well, I was talking to Jack about it earlier on and, and Jack get was it saying fixed. if it's sitting in a in your, you know, your memorabilia room at home, whatever it may be, on a, on a mannequin head, do you want it looking as ragged as possible? I said, well, you do because it sort of represents the battles that you went through. Absolutely. Oh, I, I have no issue. I looked at Steve Smith yesterday and I thought, hang on, that's, that's actually gone beyond Steve War. No. It's that bad. But that's fine, mate. It does. It, it, it symbolises what he's been through as a cricketer playing for, for his country. We've got to go to a break. Uh, correct me if I'm right. Correct me yeah. if I'm right. Um, yes, players did used to get more than one bag of green. Just, can someone just prove me right here? 0457 <laughs> 736 736 or 1300 011170. That is our number. This is Sports Day. Thanks to the seven-seat Kia Sorento large SUV, Craig Fitzgibbon. The coach of the Sharks next on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day, Sats and Jace here. Uh, time to talk rugby league, Sats. We're talking to some of the, the coaches in the NRL, seeing how preseason's going, see if we can get some inside goss, whether they'll slip up and tell us something we're not meant to know. This guy is going to his second season as a head coach. Remind me, Sats, his first game, though, wasn't it? He had to do it 
on an iPad because he had COVID. Was that his yeah. first? Yeah. Yep. Well, hopefully it's a bit different for him in 2023. <laughs> Craig Fitzgibbon, Cronulla Sharks head coach. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. No worries, fellas. Thanks for having me. How is, the, how is it? What's the difference between preparing for your first season as head coach and now going into your second season? Big difference? Uh, yeah, it is. It is in um, uh, clarity on um, we kept uh, basically most of our staff are existing. So, you know, you've already built those relationships, which was um, that gives you a head start. You've got a good handle on your playing group. So that gives you another head start. And then you sort of you've got a rough idea of how you want your program to work. So it does have its advantages. But um, obviously the, the freshness of being new coming in has also got a set of advantages that you can work with as well. Fitzy, how many players at the World Cup for the Sharkies? Six. Six. So uh, how difficult it been, as Jay said, in your second year, but with the training schedule, with some players not returning till I would think, early January, how hard's that been to juggle? Yeah, kind of kind of three programs running there, to be honest with you. What happens is you have um, a young crew who are obviously young in training age and haven't had many pre-seasons. They sort of come in and get things underway. And you have a couple of weeks to, to get them up to speed for when the main crew come back, uh, which was you know a couple of weeks ago. Now we get those guys back, and then obviously um, you have to build uh, the young the young guys into the program when the the, new, the old guys come back in. And then obviously after Christmas you got to um, you got to drop the World Cup pace back in. So it's a bit of management there, but it's um yeah it's all still in the building phase at this stage of the preseason. So it's kind of been alright. I know you you you're a very humble guy. You got great humility. You don't want to obviously um, have a go at the selection process. So, But purely just from a rugby league perspective, Fitzy, you've been around the game a long time. I mean, you and I both conceived in dressing sheds. So um, <laughs> Nico Hines, Dalian winner of the year. Were, were you surprised that he didn't win a jersey on that on that tour? Oh, I would have loved to have seen him earn one. Um, obviously, in a, a representative environment, um, the thing for Nico was he obviously didn't play... Um, didn't play state of origin so yep. um maybe that worked against him and obviously uh they do go tend to go with the incumbents but there was a couple of fresh there was quite a few fresh faces in there so i would have loved to have seen him get a uh get an opportunity but it wasn't to be but it's also selfishly looking at the advantage of that because mm-hmm. it's going to make him even more hungry to go fight again for it mate so it works out um works out good for us i think but i would i would have liked to have seen him get a shot when the dallium night finishes last year fitz he did how much satisfaction do you and your coaches like, yeah, Steve Price, great man, great coach. How much satisfaction do you and your coaching team get when one of your players is crowned the player of the of the season of the entire competition? Yeah, it was. Um, it filled everyone in the club with pride. Um, obviously, none more so than Nico, and um, just uh, the, the confidence that he did have. Um, obviously, to come into a new club but a new position, and um, you know. Take a take a stranglehold on the team and um, and end up with the Dally M's a, was a remarkable achievement. But yeah, obviously a lot of work from the staff and the club and and his teammates go into that um, that Dally M. And Nico is really appreciative of that. He understands it was um, he understands it was a team effort there. But geez, he um, he was yeah, he had a remarkable season and he's hungry. He's coming hungry again for more this year. So I'm looking forward to see how he goes. Yeah, from all reports, a special kid off the field as well. Uh, good part about the Sharkies, and I commented quite uh, quite regularly last year, Fitzy, that you got this this gluttony of of depth in some key positions uh, at, at the Sharkies, and young Kay Dykes, who comes from really good stock himself, he's 
He's in the waiting at the moment because you've got a, a very good player in Will Kennedy. Is it a matter of Kay Dykes just being patient? Um, no, we'll try and uh, you never know when your opportunity comes, right? Like uh, we um, with with Dykesy last year, he, he was dominating at a New South Wales Cup level, but he's he's incredibly young, and um, there's a balance on throwing him straight in because he's in a. It's not like a, a an outside back position. With all due respects, there's a lot of decision making in the fullback role, as you know, with defence and a bit of strategy comes into it with attack. So there's a lot of learning um, in those positions. So um, the thing with Dykes, I will add, is he's, um, he's got definitely got the right attitude and he's definitely got the tools. So it shapes up for a um, for a good battle in, in future years. But he'll, um, you know, Dykes will be in control of how much footy he plays by how he prepares and performs and same with Wilt. So it's, um, it's a good position to be in. And, um, yeah, I'm looking really excited by Dykes. You know, he's um, yeah, come shot out of the ground last year. Yeah, good depth. And in the halves as well, because I read uh, with interest, uh, you know, obviously coming from Penrith, the Penrith club, another Penrith junior, Katoa's gone to the Dolphins and you've been able to secure young uh, Peru, who's over 20 years of age. He plays in the halves. Uh, what can you tell us about him and what can the fans expect to see from him in the coming years? Again, young, um, young developing spine player and, um, I think uh, I think Nephi's come straight in and fitted, you know, he's fitted into the system pretty quickly, and um, he's quite confident. And, and one thing I like about him, and um, you know, I thought, the, you know, obviously Penrith had a, a surplus of halves there, and mm. we we're lucky to lucky to get our hands on Nephi there. But um, yeah, the thing you like about him is he's got he's got the guts to make plays. You know, you want to, when you look at your halves or, or spine players, you, you want them to want the ball and dominate. You want them to try and um, make plays. And he's got that in spades. And, you know, he's, again, he's only young and developing. So we'll, um, we'll work hard and work hard with me fine, go slow there. But um, he's definitely got some promise. Hey, Fitzy, last year, great season. First year of uh, head coach at the Sharks. Finished second in the regular season. Unfortunately, knocked out at the semi-final stage last year. What did you learn as a coach, uh, and what did the players learn from from exiting the finals and the semis? I learned that it bloody hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it, um, no, nah, it's really uh, yeah, a lot of, probably a, a combination of the back end of our year. Um, a lot of things go on, as you know, um, from you know, behind the scenes. A lot of a lot of elements go into getting everything right. I just didn't think we got everything right at the back end of the year, and then when the pressure of the semis hits, you know, players coming back from injury, underdone um, combination time. There's a, there's a lot of elements that go into it. We fell short, I thought, in the back half of the year, and then that sort of that sort of caught up with us when the pressure really hit. So. Plenty of lessons in it, but um, it was also a great experience. A lot of players have never mm. played semi-finals, so that's um, you know obviously the, the bit of taste that leaves in your mouth can also be a good a good fire for next year. And but we start again, you know, like it's not we're not sitting here um, with an expectation, or, or we're not assuming we're playing semis. We're going to go and earn the right to play semis by how we pref- uh, perform this year. So we're just going, you know, back to square one, and away we go again. Well, they definitely got the right man leading them. In yourself, played in plenty of finals. Now off the field. Off the field, Fitzy, you love your surfing. Did you do much over the pre-season? Oh, the off-season, I should say. Yeah, did it did as much as I could, that to try and stop the wheels from spinning, mate. Was, um, obviously, you need a wind down, and you, it's pretty hard to escape it where you, you're invested so heavily, but it was good. I got away with my son. 
um, went on a surf trip with them and then my wife and daughters met me um, after a week with the boys and um, yeah just a surfing holiday just to try and uh, recharge the batteries which I have done and yeah back on the tools now and I'm um, enjoying that. Many of the players go and go surfing with the coach or is that a no-no? Um, no, no, we've had a couple. Where we had a we had a, we had a footy camp preseason. A few of the boys surf, so I've had a couple of surfs with them. But um, most of the time, um, the boys get out of here a little bit earlier than the staff mates, so it's pretty hard to, to organise our schedules to clash. But um, yeah, it's funny. Um, funny enough, actually, a former player um, who used to surf, Mitch Orbison, he, he ended up yep. bumped in. He, 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 uh, he ended up coming over some surf, so it was um, it's good to see. It's good to see him, but yeah, the players do surf a little bit, like to surf with them a little bit more often, but it's quite difficult. Yeah, Mitch Orbison is a surfer from way back, Lennox Heads. Now, uh, excluding a premiership, Fitzy, what's one wish Craig Fitzgibbon wants for Christmas to come true next year? Oh, wow. Excluding a premiership. Excluding a premiership, because everyone's going to say win a premiership. What else is there? Yeah, fair enough. Oh, I want to want to do better than last year. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, you want Nico Hines to to be wrapped in cotton wool after every game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, Fitzy, before we let you go, and can't wait to see how the boys uh, the boys um, answer to to last year. We usually ask a, a series of a couple of questions to our to our coaches and our players, and I want you to be brutally honest with this. If you could have been any other team, mate that you played with or one that you may coach now, or one that you coached at the Roosters, any other teammate, you could be that person for a week. Who would it be? Oh, Freddie. <laughs> Freddie, for obvious reasons. He just, Freddie's the king. He was a bloody great player and, um, yeah, champion fella. And Freddie cruised, well, didn't cruise, he worked bloody hard, but Freddie's, um, Freddie's Freddie, you know, he's his own man. Yeah. yeah, I was always sort of looked up to Freddie. I, I wouldn't mind being Freddie for a week. That'd be all right. What about any player that you've coached or played with that could be Prime Minister for a week? Oh, oh God, then we're not that bright, are we? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, Prime Minister for, well, Mitchell Orbison, like he's a diplomat. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, yep. mate, got his, ducks, got his ducks in a row, Orbo. Uh, coach's pet. Who's the best coach's pet you've ever seen? Or is there a coach's pet at uh, at the Sharkies? I reckon Dale Finucane would be yeah, up You have to be, wouldn't he? He's impossible not to be, Dale Finucane. <laughs> um, he was always always Craig um, Craig Bellamy. So I think that's pretty um, openly spoken about. But um, how do you not love a player mm. that walks in? He even walks in 100 miles an hour and doesn't stop <laughs> Anything other than 100 miles an hour at everything until he gets out of the joint. So, yeah, everyone, everyone loves Dale. Yeah, he's, love not, he's, not the, he's not the coach's pet. He's the player's pet. He's the yep. staff's pet. He's, the <laughs> he's everyone's pet. Yeah. And he can play a guitar. I mean, yeah, he's the he complete bloke, isn't he? He can do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's all man, Dale, and he, yeah, he can do that too. He's, yeah. Okay, Fitzy, <laughs> last one. If there was one player that could get up on stage and do a comedy skit for 15 minutes, and keep the whole crowd entertained. Out of all the players you've come across, who's that man? Brian Fletcher. <laughs> Bears head. Bears. He's the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, is. he is. He can. He can. And any crowd, like it wouldn't matter what. He wouldn't matter who was sitting in the crowd. Whether it was kids, adults, whatever. Fletcher. Adam. 
for sure. Yeah, yeah, good call. Good call. That was right. the easiest question. Yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Good luck with uh, for the season next year. Let's hope you do go uh, further than those uh, semi-finals. It was an impressive first year. It's an outstanding job uh, as head coach of the Sharks. I know everyone on the Shire is excited about next year. Good luck. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. All good, mate. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, Sats and Jace here tonight. Badge on holidays back, uh, I think, the start of uh, January. 2026. Yeah, 0457. Mm. 736, 736 for expert car service. Uh, book into your local Repco authorised service centre. Taking your text tonight. And calls one three hundred oh one eleven seventy on best sporting documentaries. And also, just on the back of that interview with Fitzy, Snackers in Canberra says on thirteen twenty three, "Hey Woogie, in that interview did, to Fitzy, did Sats say Penrith? I probably did." Snackers. Yeah, that was, yeah. My son moved down to Penrith on Saturday. Started yeah. with the Panthers today. Actually, you won't be here tomorrow night because you're going to go and help him settle in uh, in your space in your mm. spot. Matt Rogers, co-hosting Good man, Sports Day tomorrow Great night. Yeah, guy. it's the A team, mm-hmm. uh, Rat and I, uh, tomorrow yep. night. What should I call the show? If it was you and him, to be Sats and the Rat. Mm. What are we? What it's got are a we... ring to it. It has. Yeah. Um, if it was, if it was you and him. Yeah. Just Matty Rogers show. <laughs> Simple as that. Jason and friends. <laughs> Radio best sporting docs on the back of the latest instalment, which comes out in the new year of the test. Mm. Our Australian Test cricket team, which is there's been a lot of controversy, a lot of changes um, over the over the recent years. Uh, g'day, Sats, Jack, and Badge, if you're listening. Best sports documentary. I wish I'd seen Adrian the Myth. No, that wasn't a doco. Um, g'day, fellas. I don't know too many sports docos, but Happy Gilmore is a great doco, and an no, ice hockey player mo- turns professional golfer. No, this is movies, guys. Mozo, yeah, I know. Settle down. Just let our yeah, listeners have a – mate, put your hand up. I know you better wave because – Okay. Put your hand up, mate, when you're going to push the button. Untold race of the century, America's Cup. Thought I knew the story uh, that was involved to to win that, um, America's Cup. But, uh, yeah, I was the same. Uh, Carl, I thought it was one of the best documentaries I'd seen. I'd, I thought I knew a lot about the America's Cup until until that actually uh, that came out, that series. Greg uh, from Blacktown's on the line. Uh, Greg, you got a, a documentary for us? Yes, yeah, yeah. We're going back about the thirties. Uh, Farlap. Is there a doco on Farlap? Racehorse, or is this the movie? Yeah. Oh well. Do you know? Yeah, we'll have to say a movie then. Yeah. Right, okay. That came up recently. I haven't watched it in years, and it's been coming up as a reminder. I think it was on Netflix for some reason. Because I've been watching Sea Biscuit and Secretary uh, and that it's it's yeah so Sea Biscuit's movie. about a horse. <laughs> you oh. thought it was about a, a buffet, didn't you? Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, great movie. All right, thanks, great Greg. movie. Thanks, Greg from Blacktown. I'd love though, seriously, I'd love a sports doco. Hey, your mate Adrian uh, is on the line. Hello, Adrian. Hey, how are we going? Um, we've got the great uh, Sats and we've got the G R A T E great Woogie. Yep. 
Yes, it's just great to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because he's actually achieved something in life. So that that'll be the oh, reason. Hang on. Well, you've, Mate, you've, I, I you're had an, an accountant. accountant. No, you get it all wrong. You need to get better research. I've had an on-air radio debate with Peter Sterling back in the day when I was a leading sports writer, mm-hmm. and I blew him out of, the, out of the water in a debate that we had on, on Radio 2KY when I was at Parramatta back in the day. You are. <laughs> is this on the back Thanks, of? Thanks, Adrian. Is this, on the, is this on the back of all his um, all his claims last week of arm wrestling and That's meeting <laughs> Prince Charles? That's all true. Come on, Adrian, you're holding the show yeah. up. Have you got a documentary? Yeah, Let's go. What I said last week were true. Now the best documentary is the Natural. It was a brilliant. It was an old guy came back and it's a bloody movie again. It's a movie, you imbecile. We want documentaries. (laughs) If we want sports movie, what do we ask for? Sports movie. (laughs) It's real. All right. Oh God, he's got to go. Seriously, he does my head in. I'm starting to agree. He's the new Glenn. Actually, I want to hear from Glenn more than Adrian now. Now, Steve says, I've seen plenty of good sports docos. Too many to mention you, I agree. But one that sticks out as the worst I've seen is, without a doubt, Tiger Town. That was great. That was the one on Tiger Woods. Oh, that was all right. Yeah, Yeah. I thought that was good. Hey, what was the one? What was the one called in the palace? Uh, What was that one called? Malice in the palace. Jeez, that was good. Yeah. Yeah, That was was a pretty good doco. Yeah, it's a basketball NBA so um, what we're doing tonight is putting together the uh, the top seven best sporting documentaries. So far, we've got the seven best sports movies. Yeah. <laughs> Can someone give us some documentaries? God's sake. Okay, afternoon, boys. This is Fitzy. Best doco I've ever seen is the MJ one. That was called The Last Dance. The Ashes was great. Special mention to the losers. Um, yeah, I, the, oh, that, that's the MJ up there. one was good. That's up there, right? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was all... It was all around. Um, it was all highly produced around Michael Jordan's spin on things, of course. But in saying that, it was, it was great access, and he's he's as honest as they come. He's, I mean, he's got he's got an ego as big as, big as any of those yeah. great sportsmen. That's that's probably why they're we... so great. Uh, Rooster Muzz, Woogie, and Frankenfurter. <laughs> Regarding the best modern day sports docker, anything produced by the series Thirty for Thirty, the Septic Tanks, just know how to make them. Yeah, the Yanks, they do. You're right. My my favourite one there is one called Survive and Advance and one on the Boston Red Sox as well, four yeah. days in October. Yeah, that's when um, – but didn't they have a power outage? What, what no, happened? they're down 3-0. Oh, and, the earthquake. The, no, no, they're down 3-0 against the Yankees. They're mortal enemies. Yeah. And they have to come back from 3-0 down in a – in a final series. What was what was the one in San the day Francisco? The Earth shook. That's right. That mm. was a good doco too. Mm. Happened midway through the game, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Right, we're going to go to a break. Uh, before we do, too, the big news today, uh, Josh Hazelwood is out of the uh, – well, he's out for the rest of the summer. The Australians have named the side test – strain. Yeah, they've mm. named the test side for the first test against South Africa. Kicks off at the Gabba uh, this Saturday. So uh, we're going to see um, Scott Boland retain his spot. What I'd about be- his numbers? Oh. Every time he's represented, and it's only been on a few occasions – he is all about quality, yep, isn't it? Sure is. Mm. Uh, Pat Cummins put through a uh, 
a training run this morning in Adelaide to see how his fitness is, so he'll be monitored. He has been named as captain, by the way. For expert car service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. This is Sports Day. Uh, thanks to Kia. Back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Sats and Jace here. Uh, Badge away on holiday. Stream every NFL game uh, this season. Uh, Live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. I was actually watching... My Cowboys this morning at 4 a.m., they took on the Houston Texans. No, Tennessee Titans. Oh, no, Houston Texans. Yeah, I want, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was their, their cross-town rivals. Yep. And um, they ended up getting the job done. It took a 98-yard uh, scoring drive mm. from Dak Prescott to win it with about 40 seconds Good story, to go. Dak Prescott, coming back from that broken ankle. Yeah. Oh. Very really come back in. Well, American sports, they just, they just write you off mm. when you have a, a major injury. Oh, very good. Mm. Uh, they should have won that game easily, but, geez, it would have been the major upset of the year, as I said to you off the air. Houston, one win, ten losses, and one draw for the year, and the Cowboys were sitting on nine and three. How's this? The, the NFC East, as you know, is normally the worst conference it's in the, the NFL. It's the strongest this year, yeah. It's the strongest. Mm. You've got uh, the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, have now gone to 12 and one. Yep. The Cowboys sitting Jordan Maylata, the... The Australian playing for them. Uh, and the Cowboys sitting uh, 10 and 3. Jeez, it's going to be a good game Christmas morning. My girl said How to me good today. Is that Christmas morning sport. My girl said it. to me today, Dad, do you, we've been asked to do some shifts on Christmas Day. Do you mind if we go and do three hours in the morning? I said, What time? They said, Oh, seven o'clock. Said, oh, they work for Maccas, don't they? Yeah, I said, yeah. Knock yourselves out because the Cowboys versus Eagles are on. So hey, I went into your daughter's Maccas yesterday. I'm not sure whether they were working or not. I looked out for them, but I had the brand new Maccas Caramilk. Hokey Pokey McFlurry. Yeah, what'd you think? I was there yesterday. 11 out of 10. 11 out of 10. It is unbelievable. How many burgers do you do? Do you get one or two? I try and get one, but I can't. I'm addicted. This is not an ad for McDonald's, but I'm just addicted to cheeseburgers. Yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm a quarter pounder cheeseburger just as a as a follow-up, and then I dip my fries into my chocolate shake. There you go. Mm. See, I'm a, I'm, always, I'm Big Mac. I'm a traditionalist, yep. followed by a cheeseburger. Followed by dessert. Anyway, where were we? Uh, the 49ers, by the way, beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 35-7 this morning as well. By the way, the Buccaneers, who are on your head, mm-hmm. uh, they um, I think they're still leading their division. Well, they've and, been, they've and been awful. Six, six wins. It's yeah. terrible. A couple of uh, sports docos. Uh, Briggsy from Salford, he listens to us on the SEN app, says, take us home, Leeds United, please. Briggsy, wake up to yourself. And uh, also JB says Playbook is on Netflix Playbook series. Doc Rivers, the Boston Celtics, really good if you're a coach, yeah. Uh, and this text is coming from you, but we've seen Paddy the Baddie win on the weekend. Yeah, I saw it. Talk about the fix being on. Got to let the cash go in. Dallas Cowboys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Two, four, three. <laughs> That's great. No so for you. Come back. One year. Okay, uh, we've got lots coming up. More of your calls. one 1170 Joel and Fletch will join us. Plus plenty of your texts as we work out the top seven docos as picked by you. This is Sports Day for Kia. Back soon. Kia 
didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Second big hour of the show. Hello to our listeners uh, through the Super Radio Network and uh, SEN 1620 AM on the GC. 1170 SEN in uh, Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy and 1323 AM in Canberra. And those listening through the SEN app, don't forget, grab a podcast of the show wherever you get your podcast from. How are you going for uh, – uh, are you going to use – for the last laugh, that joke you sent me today mm. about the stove. I shan't be using that okay. at all. All right. I just wanted I've, to check. I've got to say, <laughs> it's not. A, it's actually not a joke today. It's a, it's a story. Okay. Oh, so do you need a little bit of extra time? Probably about an extra 10, 10 or so seconds. Okay. Thanks for the heads okay. up on that. Yep. Uh, top seven sports documentaries. Get your votes in. Oh four coming in. 0457 736 736. Uh, that's our text number. Thanks to McDonald Jones Homes. Uh, their birthday sale is on now. We love McDonald Jones Homes. They've been involved with the show for a long time. Thanks for your support. Now, before we get to some of your text messages, I love our listeners. I love it. Even the more we say, can you make it documentaries, all of a sudden, bang, we get more movies, uh, sports <laughs> movies. I love it. Keep it up. Uh, join Robson Civil Projects, jobs at robsoncivil.com.au. Um well, Nathan's text in said the What's 30 for 30 on Lance Armstrong. It was a ball terror. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Our list, Come oh, seriously, on. our listeners are the greatest. You've got sense of humour. It's really nice. Um, some have got to leave their name. Uh, it's Glenn from the Sunshine Coast. Okay. Yeah, that was uh, on the back of uh, his nomination for a uh, pumping iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, there you go. Great documentary. Radio. Mm. Um, uh, jobs at Robson Civil Projects said that. Um, over the next three weeks, we're picking 12 of the great sporting moments of the year involving Aussies, and they're in no particular order, Sats. These, in 2022? In 2022, okay. sorry. Yep. Yeah, in 20, no particular order. Yep. They're just 12 great moments. Mm. And, geez, if we were putting it in order, this, this lady would be near the top. Uh, of course, we are talking about Steph Gilmore winning her eighth world title. Flew under the radar a little bit, this one, with so mm. much sport and so many achievements this year. Jason, listeners, of course, Steph Gilmore, for those who don't follow surfing, made her debut in 2005. I think she was a wild card entry. She bases herself on the Gold Coast. And at 34 years of age now, 2022, when many thought at the age of 33, she's now 34, that uh, her time had come. There's too many young surfers. There's, there's this this new system now in world surfing, and there's a really good doc. Talk about documentaries. Really good doco on. I think it's uh, I think it's binge. It's called Make or Break. It follows the world surfing tour, men's and women's, for an entire year. It's outstanding, and the new format. And at 33 years of age, many thought the young, more agile surfers were going to be able to handle the new format better. But Steph Gilmore, after winning seven. And Lane Beachley, she'd equaled Lane Beachley, our, our, one of our great sports sportsmen, women we've ever seen as well. And she breaks it with her eighth world title in 2022 at the age of 33. It's just a phenomenal effort uh, to to do what you've got to do under the new system. Now, the new format, just in layman's terms, is you finish in inside a final, uh, the final five. You just 
you've got yeah, a, she came in fifth. Yeah, you've yeah. got and then the number ranked number one ranked surfer, Chris Moore, she just waits. She just waits at the end. She waits for everyone else to to fight out the all the, the contenders. The opportunity yeah. to to meet her in the final and and that's what Steph Gilmore had to do. She had to fight tooth and nail again at 33 years of age against these young athletes and to win her eighth world title. I think she goes down as as one of our great Australian sports people of what she's achieved at the start of her career. Two years in, wins the world championship, wins and wins her eighth in uh, at the age of 33. Outstanding. Absolutely she, outstanding. Can she um, – have, have a listen to this and I'll come back. I've got a question for you. But let's close this one out. One of the most emotional and deserving moments of Stephanie Gilmore's career. She holds the record to herself, officially an eight-time world champion. I've uh, won a lot of titles in different ways, and, and this, to be honest, was the best win I've had. To, to come all the way from fifth and just grind it out all the way to the final, I, you know, I, I knew it was possible, and you know, I could try and conserve some energy and, and make it work, but I'm against, you know, Brisa, Tati, Joanne, Carissa, they're all my favourite female surfers, they're incredible, and and I knew it would be tough, but yeah, I'm stoked I had a shot at it, and here we are, anything's possible, this is so cool. So now she's sitting on eight world titles. Mm. Kelly Slater, 11. Yes. Will she catch him, do you think, and become the greatest? Well, if you would have asked me this before this new format came out, I would have said no chance whatsoever. But she's proved, well, me and, and many people wrong. In this documentary, Make or Break, it, it, it shows how much, how highly thought of she is within the surfing, the surfing ranks, male and female. And... And the, the documentary sort of makes her out to be this person that has just been one of the greats, but unfortunately time may get away from her. That's mm. the way I saw it. And she's just battling through semifinals and she's getting knocked out by these younger surfers. But, you know, the, the hardened veterans will find a way. So will she? Many thought that Kelly Slater was finished in his 40s. That's right. Well, late 40s, 50. He's proved them wrong. Yep. Mm. Uh, good one. I can't wait for tomorrow night's uh, 60 Years of Family Culture. Join the Robson Civil Projects team for the opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, Roland from the Riff has got, has got a doco hey for us. Hey, mate, how are you? Good guys yourselves? Good. Nice. Nice. Good, good, good. Hey, um, I've got some docos as opposed to one because on Netflix there's a couple of series. One of them's the group of series called Untold. Yep. And the other one is a group of series called Bad Sport. And in the bad sport group, the one I love is the Hansi Cronier story. Yeah, how good is that? Mm. Um, and that is really, you know, sad, sad story for that guy, I've got to tell you. And um, the other, on the untold side, there's a couple there. There's um, Operation Fallout and um, or Fallout Foul, which is about a, a basketball referee who um, match-fixed the number of games. That was a and, very good um, docker. Mm. Yeah, have you seen it? Yeah, yep. have. Yep, yep. Yeah, unbelievable how he managed to do that. And um, there's a third one that was called Crimes, and just let me put my glasses on while I'm driving. Is this the uh, cl- Crimes and pe- Crimes and Penalties? Yeah, the ice um, hockey. I actually, the ice hockey one. Those three are just brilliant. Yeah. Hey, now uh, living in the Riff, my son moved down there on Saturday to start a new job today, Mate. and. And I've, I've said there's four places that you should frequent as your local. And I want you to tell me which one he should make his local, okay? So 
We've got O'Donoghue's, the Irish pub at Emu Plains. He's 24. No, O'Donoghue's. No, O'Donoghue's has gone backwards, man. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, log cabin. You want the log cabin? Yeah. The, the pine. Cabin, the new log cabin is friggin' awesome. What about the pioneer? Um, the peach. The pioneer is a great. The best chicken schnitzel in Penrith is at the pioneer. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, so you got the log cabin, the pioneer. Uh, Peach Peachy has revamped mm. itself. Yep. has become a really good pub. And, of course, where I was a director for 15 years is at Emmy Plains Sports Club, Lino Golf Club. Yeah, good golf club, Lino go. Golf Club. Love it there. Awesome. All right, Roland, got to let you go, mate. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Good stuff, Roland. No so, yeah, there you have it. Uh, Roland from Penrith, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170, your favourite sporting uh, documentary. Uh, no, that's Dunny. No, that's not a documentary. What, Debbie Does Dallas? No, it's not. Yeah, you're right. It's not. Uh, Rocco, Keith and Chan, uh, three of our favourites. <laughs> Hi, guys. Paul Vaughan's documentary. No, no, no. <laughs> Home no. Alone? No? no, no, no. Stop. No, okay. Stop. Matt Cooper's new one, Big Girl's Blouse. No. They're, 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 all right, doesn't matter. We have got a lot of votes for... And we're not going to read out all the names because there's so many that have voted for Iron Mike Tyson's Greatest Hits documentary. He's got a couple of documentaries out about him. Senna has got a lot of votes as yeah, well. Yeah, has too, yeah. yeah. Uh, without a doubt, the best sporting docos when we were kings, Muhammad Ali versus George Foreman. Yeah, it was about the um, the rumble in the jungle. Uh, also, lads, what about the doco? This is Snackers from Canberra. Uh, what about the doco on... Aaron Hernandez, who was the ex-New England Patriots tight end, who was charged and um, convicted of murder. Yes. As well, yeah, it's outstanding. It's called I've... The Life and Trials of Aaron for Hernandez. I haven't seen all of that. <laughs> Luke, so good. Luke from Labrador. Hey, boys, not strictly a doco, but along the lines of The Crown, the serialisation of the World Series cricket era by Channel 9 was Epic TV. Is Luke it... saying you watched The Crown? The Crown's awesome, mate. What? Stop it. Have you not watched The Crown? No. Mate, what are you what are you doing? I mean, I it's not on my top fifty shows to watch. Tell you what, young Lizzie, she was a good sort too, just quietly. That's creepy. Well, why is that creepy? Mm, just the way you say it. And she was a punter. Mm. She loved the brandy. I mean, what what wasn't there to like <laughs> about it? And she was loaded. <laughs> what what what? How do they actually get paid the royals? Is it taxpayers' money? I think so. Do they get a salary? Like, did the Queen get a salary or yes, she would King Charles get a salary? Yeah, there are a lot of perks as well, like free cars, free accommodation. Mm. Um, there was another one I saw here I wanted to read out. Hey, uh, oh, yeah, I want to find out where I can get this. Um, Adam from Noosa, not a documentary but a miniseries based on true events. How good was Bodyline starring Gary Sweet as Don Bradman and Hugo Weaving as Douglas Jardine. I remember watching that as a young tacker. The movie, yeah. Yeah, well, it was a telly series. I yeah. think they called them telly series back in those <laughs> days. Where where can I get that? Is is that streaming somewhere? Does anyone know? Uh, let us know. It's called YouTube, I think. If you, I don't know whether you've discovered YouTube, but it's, it's probably on there if you search you it. sure it's YouTube? Uh, Timbo from Rochdale. Hey, guys, my favourite sports documentary is the new one on Netflix, Harry and Megan. Oh. Or Megan. What about that? Will you what? watch that? No. Will no, your but wife I, watch it? No, we refuse to. If anyone on this show listens on this show, watches that, you shan't be listening to this no show. No for you. Yeah. Come back. I, One year. I saw some news drops of it over the weekend. What sort of a bloke, 
what sort of a bloke gets on TV and outs his family? Honestly. And her with that curtsy rubbish, he's looking at her going, oh, what have I done wrong? <laughs> Serious. But what sort of bloke, tell me this, Sats, what sort of bloke gets there and then just throws his entire family under the bus? You know what? Not a good person. Why did, would you do that? Did they pay back the money from the taxpayers who paid for the wedding? The 30-something million pound wedding? They should be made to. That is a really good point. Mm. And you just sit there and you just you let her say what she wants to say and you sit there and um, you're complicit to the whole thing and you just bag your family. Mm. I mean, that's rubbish. And straight after your grandmother has passed away. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, I think it's low, mate. Yeah, it is. I'll tell you what's not low is TB on 2GF in Grafton. Uh, if he had one of the shortest docos, it would be what Jason Matthews knows about sport. Good doco. It would possibly go for about six or seven minutes. That's including the intro and the trailers. What about the Adam Goods? Oh, sorry, you finished? Yeah. Uh, the final quarter, Adam Goods docker. Good docker. It's very good. Very confronting. You know they show that in school now? Yeah, really? Yeah, my kids watched it in school. And this is a serious question here. It's I've said this to my wife. She's a, a New Zealand. She said they learn a lot about the Maori um, culture and heritage in school. Mm-hmm. Do we teach Aboriginal studies in our schools? Indigenous now? studies, yeah. Indigenous there's a little studies. bit done. Do we? Okay. I, I don't know whether it's as full on as it should be, mm. but yeah, you know, we still have religion. Although I tick the box no on that. Okay. What? Religion, because you get a choice: we do religion or not. Now, well, I left that for the kids to decide. But yep. we should have in, we should have Indigenous. Absolutely, uh, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Woogie Worm, did I just hear the caller named Roland say, "Hang on a minute." I'll just put my glasses on when I'm driving. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe put them on beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. Hey, we're going to go to break. Anything else before we go? No. What? No. I said, no. oh, actually, guys, speaking of surfing, I used to love this, this documentary growing up. St. Boyd, Endless Summer in Search of the Perfect Wave. Now, was that a doco? Yeah. Yes, no. Right. Mm. What was that, a yes or a no? Yeah, it's a bit of a yes, no. It's sort of a yeah, doco no. slash movie. Keep your text coming through from McDonald Jones Homes, 0457 736 736. When we come back, thanks to your help with all the docos, uh, we're going to bring you the top seven sports documentaries next on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Now on Sports Day, it's time for the top seven moments from the weekend. Oh, actually, it's not. I better change that. It's actually the top seven documentaries as voted by our wonderful listeners tonight. We're doing things a little bit different. Next, uh, can I chuck up a... An idea for a topic next week for the top sevens. Your top seven favourite Married at First Sight cast members. I was with one of the cast members last weekend. Careful two how weekends you say ago. that. Not with, yeah. I was in the company of one of them, Sam. Again, Samantha, careful how you say that. The, the long blonde-haired one. She married Al. Yeah. The guy that used to do push-ups and... The dopey one. He's now on, uh, he's now on, he's not on Love, Love Island. Island. Is he really? He's on Love Island. Al now. was the one that... He had a massive opinion of himself. 
Here's another issue I've got. We pay for these bunch of losers to fly to Spain to be on Love Island. Mm. Like, no, it doesn't matter. Are we paying for them, but Jason? Well, no, <laughs> we're paying it. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> All right, top seven sports documentaries as voted by our listeners. Satsy, go for it. So these are um, voted, yeah, by listeners. And special mention is uh, Adrian's put one in. Uh, there's a, an in-depth sports doc out to be released in time for Christmas. Greg Norman, my deep love of the shark. So that's special mention. Um, now, number seven, based on our votes to date, and we haven't read out all of them, number seven, Tyson. There's been a lot of votes for Tyson, whether it's the greatest knocks. There's also just a doco called... Is that what it's called, Just Tyson? There's one called Just Tyson as well. Right. It's James Bobak. You've got to give us name the name is. of the doco. Just Tyson. Okay. Tyson. Just Tyson? It's just drop Just Tyson. Hey, Justin, yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Tyson. Just Tyson. Yep. Number six. If you love the NFL, yep. Hard Knock series, a- outstanding series. They also make what's the one they make during the season when they follow a team around. Oh, that's e- that's good as well. It's mm. Fly on the wall stuff, but NFL NFL uh, films yeah. just make really good docos. Are you surprised that we haven't seen a lot more rugby league? Uh, AFL yep. made a really good one during COVID. Outstanding. Yeah, one. we only got to see. Now there was there was going to be one on the two thousand and twenty state of origin for Queensland, but Wayne Bennett knocked it on the head. Oh, did he? Yeah. So we don't see like now number five when we were kings. Yeah. Ali and Foreman in the Rumble in the Jungle. Now yep. number four is Icarus. Oh, this was good. Most amazing documentary. This one. It's you can't. You haven't got enough time to explain it. But go on Netflix and watch Icarus. Number three, Untold series, but the. Probably the most important one, the popular one, is Race of the Century, the America's Cup. Number two, voted by our listeners' best documentaries, Last Dance, Michael Jordan, outstanding. Mm. And number one, overwhelming, I think, at the moment, has been Senna. Yeah, and sad, heavy. Yeah, it is. Disgu- very it's... heavy. Um, and if you haven't ever heard of a trailer or any part of Senna, have a listen to this. Ah. Oh. oh. That was my big moment. Too, yeah, it was. It? All right, can you just reset that up again? Okay, luckily uh, we're not live. No. Now, if you've never seen or heard a trailer from Senna, have a listen to this. I was treated like a criminal. That decision is my decision. I can't stand this. Walking away from the dark forces just doesn't become an option. I was not going to give up. There you have it. Number one voted by our listeners. The test. I'm surprised it didn't get any votes. The first one. It was in my top seven. Yeah. I would have um, had it there. Now, I'm not a, a, a motor racing fan. It's not one of my priority sports, especially F1. Mm. But that's Senna. I've mm. seen it three times. I just I couldn't peel myself away from it. And Drive to Survive's not in there either. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's a very good list. Senna's good. Last Dance is good. Hard knocks, but I think eh, uh, Icarus is good. Yeah, I suppose. It's pretty hard, isn't it, to get yeah. seven together? Well done. Uh, Adrian's suggesting top seven adult entertainers next week. So you mean uh, entertainers who are over 18? Is that what he means? Mm. Okay, we could do that. Couldn't we? We could. Shall I move on? Mm. Uh, keep your text coming through. We'll read out some more of your sports tacos real soon. McDonald Jones' birthday sale is on now. Before I go to a break, and we've got to, got to go to one's moment, I mentioned earlier that they used to hand out baggy greens all the time. And Justin Langer in a, in a uh, podcast uh, Listen to that controversial one. He he actually said he had two. One when he got selected and one when he got re-selected for yes. the team. 
Uh, Statsy from Freshwater. Woogie is kind of right. A new baggy green used to be given out for every tour that the cricketers went on. That changed in the 90s when Steve Waugh brought in the unofficial practice not to replace the cap to increase its significance. And we mentioned that yes. as well. I thought Steve Ward brought that in. Bill Laurie used to clean his pigeon cage with it. Is that true? Is that a 12th man thing? No, Ian Chappell true? never wore any of his baggy greens. And Bill Ponsford used to wear it to protect his hair while painting the front fence. Stop it. That's why Steve Waugh wanted it to mean something to the players. And all the team had to wear their baggy green in the first session. I remember that as well. Players can request a new cap if it is totally trash, but most do it when they retire. Statsy from Freshwater. Well, South Queensland drop bear really quickly. And also, uh, Glenn on 2HD in Newcastle, they both said you get one on your 100th test, a second one on your 100th test. There you go. Yeah. Maybe it's something you just keep. Because mm. um, I think Justin Lang said he gave one to his dad. So, anyway, got to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Joel and Fletch join us next. <laughs> Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. We'll be back soon. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, Sats and Jace here tonight. Time to catch up with Joel and Fletch from the run home. Massive yeah, issues here, boys. Oh, what's happened? Oh, in the last five minutes, Woogie, he's very distressed because he's got this brand new phone. He goes, I can't unlock my phone. <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh. He goes, it doesn't identify my face as part of the facial recognition. <laughs> Apparently my head's too big for my phone. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. I get them too. I get yeah. them all the time. Yes. Yeah. You just got to use your iPad. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like this segment. Yeah, I love this segment. Yeah. This is probably my favourite segment of the, of the week. Mm. Boys, let's get uh, – let's cut straight to the chase. Yep. I, my understanding is you had your Christmas party oh, no. on Friday. Yep. Mm. And it's quite. It's in the papers down here. So I don't know if you know Chris Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Smith of um, Sky News host. Yes. Well, he's been stood down. What for? Uh, on Saturday over making lewd comments and other inappropriate behaviour at a Christmas party mm. in the establishment, at the establishment in Sydney. He's also we've done this before. Did this back way back in two thousand and nine. Mm. Was there any indiscretions uh, at said Christmas party? What's a? Can you clarify what a lewd would, comment is? Would would the uh, content? And <laughs> I'm just using this as an as an example. Oh, you're an idiot. Would the content manager of a particular state, mm. whilst in the back of another person's car, heavily inebriated, <laughs> ringing our boss? Would that play on? Yeah, is that play on? Mm. Play on. Okay. Right what about early A grade? What about being absolutely kidnapped? I'm at the party having a good time. I'm getting a lift home with a person who sat there for five hours and drank Coke no, no sugar all afternoon, basically threw me into the back of their black van to take me home. You are an A grade, Scott Sattler. There was a bit <laughs> of fun going on, boys, and he didn't like it. I bet you, I bet you, <laughs> Woogie, though, you were thankful that it next yeah, day. Yeah, I reckon he's, he's ready. <sighs> His missus wasn't. Yeah, it was mm. a, it was a tough call. Was it go now or catch a train back to the Gold Coast at midnight? Mm. Jeez, I'm oh, glad. I actually I'm glad I got kidnapped. What? Sats, why weren't you drinking? Because I was a designated driver, Bears Head. Mm. Mm. Were you on the? Uh, and you know when like because I've never done this before, but mm. you go out when you don't drink, and when people come up to you and are drunk, does it upset you? 
when you're not drinking. <laughs> no, I find it – I was just saying to Woogie earlier on, it's it's funny sitting back watching when you haven't had a drink and the invisible man comes out with everyone. Yeah. yeah people are dancing and they think no one's watching them. They think they can actually <laughs> dance and there's – you just uh, be surveilling that, like your, your you do. You do actually when you're not drinking at a party. Not that I've done it heaps. I've confessed to that. But you do go have a look at the dribble that that comes out of people's <laughs> yeah. mouths that we've all been part of. Correct. We do it. It's dribble central, isn't it? Uh, but you're all dribbling at the same level, so it doesn't matter. I've got to say, this guy did walk up, big long hair, big, big fit looking dude, about six foot four. He said, "Hey, can you tell Joel and Fletch?" Love their show. Gets it gets me through every afternoon. He said his name was Scott, so I said I was going to give him a shout out. Good on you, Scotty. Hello, yeah. Scotty. You know hey. who uh, Sats might have played with? Yep, your mate. Who Hudson? Oh, Smithy. Yeah, I went to. Um, so there was a combined 60th and 50th. Sats. Have a listen to these yeah. lineups. It was, it was uh, Johnny Elias's 60th oh, and Craig wow. Field's 50th. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was Stop a who's it. who of. Sh- uh, not shady, uh, colourful characters. <laughs> <laughs> colourful ca- characters. Oh, mate. Ah, uh, it was fun, mate. Salary cab exploded. It oh. was fun. Uh, your ma- great Matty Sears was there. Matty Sears, Scott- yeah. Scotty Wilson. Yeah. Uh, wow. Who else was there? Shaney Walker. Yeah, Butchie, yeah. Uh, the goal good. kicking was... front row. Um, yeah, that would have been some stories. I would love to throw in a microphone in the middle of that table. Oh, hey? oh but there was some other... Colourful characters there as well. Anyway, it was fun. He's a great guy, fun. Johnny Elias, isn't he? Yeah, he's a champion. Yeah, he's and a little... they, what they did, Kenty wrote a script mm. and Matty Nabel did a, oh, yeah. here did he? we go. Oh, did he? Yeah, what he about this well guy? Yes. Yeah, exactly, that's what he did. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, what about this guy? Because, <laughs> oh. you know, the Wayne Bennett connection. Yep. Yeah. So was there photos attached to this script? Or it was a, a video. video. Oh, it was a video. It was a video. And what about this guy? Yeah. Yeah, that's cold. <laughs> that's very good. Hey, um, yeah, sorry. tonight on the show, guys, we've interviewed one of your former Premiership winning teammates, uh, Fitzy. Oh, Craig good. Fitzgibbon. Great yep. guy. What a great guy. You know, he's yeah. really relaxed in the interview, isn't he? Mm. Isn't he, Woogie? Yeah, he is. So go, go through a series of questions. I've got to say, I stole one of Joel's questions when I'm asking some of our rugby league talent. <laughs> the one was, yeah, which former player that you've played with or one that you're currently coaching could stand up and do a 15-minute comedy skit and just keep the room engaged. Didn't even get the sentence out, and he said, Bearshead Fletcher. Doesn't matter yeah. what crowd it is, yeah. hold any room, silent for a long period of time. Yeah, you know, after a few beers, couldn't do it sober, though. You can look a bit embarrassed by that. No, I'm not embarrassed. I'm just looking at this. Yeah. I'm looking at this because it's time for... Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, boys. Here he comes. <laughs> Boys, uh, I got a fax here that I have to, I have to get to this. So I don't know if you know about this. You know about dear Jared? Yes, yes. We've done yeah, that. Yeah, we've heard oh, it. Good, 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 good. Dear Jared, um, <clears throat> when I tried a pair of women's undies, mm-hmm. I was shocked by how un- unbelievably comfortable they were. Now I want to wear them. <laughs> regularly, regularly. <laughs> what? But I don't know how to tell my wife. I'm 47, she's 43. We've been married for 15 years. <laughs> While I had never had an interest in wearing women's underwear before, one day I felt a sudden urge when I saw my wife's Reggie's in a pile of clean washing. <laughs> Initially, I felt like I was doing something wrong, but as I pulled them on, I quickly oh. noticed how soft and supportive they were. <laughs> Ever since, I've hated wearing men's boxes, and I can't stop thinking about buying some knickers. 
<laughs> of the female variety. Mm. I know I need to tell my wife, but I'm worried she will be disgusted with me. What if she can't accept it? Dear Jared, what do I do? Mm. Boys, have you ever wore um, female undies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. You know you're on air. I think we all have at some stage. Oh, no. Never? No. Never? never. No. Not no. even in costume no. or no. No. fancy dress? No, no, no. No. What did you wear? Did you wear like a G-string no, or full cotton no, briefs? full cotton briefs. Oh, nice. Mm. Mm. I think it was a mad what? Monday, actually, to be honest. Oh, there you go. Oh, so yeah. was, it, so was, it, was it comfortable sets? Uh, comfortable, <laughs> more comfortable than men's, yeah, I've got to say. Why do you, well, that, well, if that's the case, why yeah. don't we all get on board? Yeah, why don't we just... Why we high heels, I wouldn't say, were as comfortable, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but have you, so, ever, have you ever had, like, let's say yours are all dirty and you're going, oh, God, I've got no undies to wear, I'm just going to grab a pair of Becks. Have you ever done that? No, because my ass is too big. <laughs> right. Okay, good point. <laughs> no, so this, like, this bloke is... Obviously, yeah, I'm with you, Joel. If they are comfortable... Let's all get on it. Well, why don't men's... Why don't Bonds, for example... Mm. Just get rid of the men's and just start wearing ladies. Yeah. Were they frilly? No, they it wasn't be... frilly. It wasn't frilly. Yeah, a pair of bonds. Okay. Um, and it's more accepting these days, Joel. <laughs> it's oh, more accepting. Mate, listen, I'm not judging. If it's more comfortable, yeah. Then, yeah. I, then play on. I, mean, mm. I don't need the frills and all the carry-on and no. whatever else goes on. What about mm. a big G-banger? <laughs> Can't Remember um, uh, Wayne Bartram was yeah. known for wearing G-bangers? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Great way, Can I tell you a story about Wayne Bartram? So we're playing at the Gold Coast Seagulls, and um, he caught a cab home from Surface Paradise one night, and he, you know, he pulled up about three houses before his, jumped out the back door and took off. And so the cab driver just drove up three addresses, pulled up out the front, and knocked on the door, and his girlfriend answered the door and said, I just had your boyfriend, husband, whatever it may be, in the back of my cab, but he jumped my cab He's doing fare evasion. He goes, oh, he's not here. And the cab driver goes, yeah, I know. He's, he's hiding underneath the, the staircase. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, left his, he'd left his player jacket in the back of the, the cab with his name across the back. So he just basically just oh, white pages. Oh, this is his address. Yeah, he wasn't the smartest. Oh, no. wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, old Bardo. Uh, well, uh, New Brown put the, he tried to fix his phone by putting it in the microwave, didn't he? He, he got it wet. <laughs> New Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. You re- did you read Tiger's this? Tiger's Man, yeah. Yeah, this is years ago. And okay. then um, phone got wet, so he thought he'd put it in the microwave. The rice, I've never done, but I heard you, you whack it in rice, uncooked rice. Right. Does that work, boys? Never you done it. Never tried it. Never no? done it. Gibbo saying yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had it's, all, a few it's a millennial thing, isn't it? Must be a millennial yeah. thing. But they're all yeah. waterproof now, aren't they? Yeah, water resistant, I think. It's, if you wet your pants, I still don't think you get your phone back. What? Where's the reach around? <laughs> He's on holidays. <laughs> Goodness me. You yeah. know he works four weeks, three weeks off. Mm. That's what he does now. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Hey, what, good. hey, boys, because uh, this guy is a non-New South Welshman, uh, what's, how's the David Warner chat going down there in Queensland? Hmm. Yeah, not great. It's universal, isn't it? It's yeah. the same opinion. Not 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 a lot of fans. No. Not a lot of fans, but yeah. Not a lot what of fans for the... Candace Warner as well. How you know, she likes to try and regurgitate all of it as well. So mm. What about the streaming of the of the wedding? It's getting some uh, texts oh, as well. Oh yeah, the your old mob. Oh, Brian Toto? The riff, mm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, play on, Jerome Luai. I mean, if if they streamed every all of our weddings and Broadcast, broadcast yeah. 
some of the best man speeches, it's fair to say we would have all come under hot water. Right? Yeah, I understand that, but he knew it was getting streamed. That's what. That's what I. In like, the moment, you know, in the moment, you you would have forgotten. You reckon? Yeah. Like do do one take for the streaming audience, <laughs> and then just say, "Righto, gloves off." Yeah. Um, what about the soccer boys? We are we going for Morocco? Yes. Yes. I think we all yeah. are. Are we happy to well, see Ronaldo out? France. If, if we go for France, we can say we no. tied the pool, pool phase with the champs. That's like Italy, yeah. wasn't it? And that 2006. lovely dip they have. Yeah. yeah. That uh, French unkin dip. No, we we've don't. Had, no, we, we don't need. Yeah. No. We've had we've had a lot of A graders. Uh, a lot of people nominate Ronaldo, mm-hmm. uh, Woogie for, for an A grade for Karen Olakasuk. Yeah. What about Messi though? Like, what? About, how does he not get a yellow card for that that handball? That blatant handball. Mate, he basically caught the ball and, and, and gave it back to the referee. Like, mm-hmm. he should have been red carded in that game. Mm. It's just. Hand of God. Oh, yeah. They can't say hand of God now. No. They say hand of. Yeah. Jeez, I'd love to see Argentina get hey, knocked out. Can I, um, can I say my A grade? Michael Clark. Mm. Yeah, what's happened there? What, saying what's, that he, what's the latest? Well, just saying that he wouldn't have attended the Allen Border medal, which he won three or four times, mind you. Uh, he wouldn't have attended the Allen Border medal if it wasn't. If it wasn't televised, no. If it wasn't oh. um, compulsory, compulsory, oh, compulsory. Please, yeah, I, I, the cricket is. I think there's something. It it seems like a team sport, but it seems so far away from a team sport. Mm. Do you find that? I agree with that. With totally agree with it, that. It seems like it's a bit of an individual. In the modern day, yeah, absolutely. I think there's years no gone by, it wouldn't get around. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's well, well you're not thing. actually like you don't pass a ball to each other, or it's all it, they're all individual items, aren't they? Correct. Yep. Mm. But he's he's a, he's a former Australian captain. Why would you not want to go to the Alan, Alan Border Medal? Exactly, especially if you've won too. You've, what's the context? Yeah. Why has this come out? Like, what's the context of it, boys? I think it's on the back of the Dragons not turning up to the presentation night. Gotcha. And yeah, it's wrong time of the year. Brooksy's man Gibbo. Yeah, uh, Buzz. Sorry, mm. Brooksy's man Buzz was saying the Dragons. Um, Buzz was uh, uh, saying, alluding to the fact that. There's no team spirit. You should be going. And and Clarkey came out and said, well, no, if you put it into cricket uh, terminology, we didn't want to go either. Well, just speaking about not going and speaking about Dragons, uh, Sats, you were pretty heavy about the Coop situation. Yeah, I thought it was disappointing to, to go on Twitter and advise people why he didn't go to the grand final reunion. I mean, communicate with your teammates and say, this is my reason. And I just feel as though that... A lot of people want to try and stay relevant for whatever reason. I just, I was pretty disappointed in Maddie to be quite honest. A big, huge fan of Maddie Cooper, still am, mm. and tremendous player. But I was disappointed with with the tack that he took. Have you heard from him? No, I haven't. Mm. Did it make oh, I didn't waves? think I would. I haven't. I've never met him. Oh, I don't right. have a relationship with him. So, mm. no, no. But you do wear your wife's undies, though. Just, yeah. so, just, just so we're clear. And you're yeah. really, he was really That's, quick on it, too, mm, wasn't he, Fletch? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. That's yeah. me. No dramas at all. Hey, no, what there we, is no dramas. Hey, what are we <laughs> making about the new laws in Bali? What's happened there? Well, outlawing sexual intercourse between unmarried oh, okay. partners. Now illegal. What? I think there'd be no, some... No right? porking in Poppy Lane. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think there'll be some uh, end-of-season trips that will... Um, yeah, I think it's three years away. Yeah, three years. Yeah, I, I, I can't see this getting uh, through, l- getting through and lasting this long because they've just come out. So of- is this what Cancun and is that what happens there? <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Cancun is you can't take allegedly you can't take a partner. 
back that's not married. Right. Okay. Or staying at the hotel. <laughs> mm. Yeah, right. But this is saying you've got to be married. Right. You've got to show your passports. To who, though? To the security guards. Oh, when you're coming back. Yeah. What do you oh. do? You're going to see the security guard, guys, we're going for a shag. Here's my passport. Uh, is it all good? Mm. Is that what happens? That's the way it's going. <laughs> but that won't last. They love the tourism dollar. Yeah. But what, But that, it will last. Like, why is it coming out otherwise? They know they, they know they love the tourism dollar. Yes, but it's just a crazy king. Yeah, right. Well, mm. speaking of crazy kings in mm. Thailand. We're doing some good segueing today. Yeah, yeah. crazy king in Thailand. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, a long time ago, mm. drugs were, were hugely um, prohibited yes. in Thailand. Yes. Like, you got caught with pot, you're in jail. Yep. Bangkok Hilton. Or yep. the, or the, or of yep. course, that was heroin there. Now, they've legalized marijuana. Ooh. So, and there's cafes everywhere in, in Thailand now because they've realized that the world is now uh, a bit more open to it and they've done their research so they're getting on the back of that mm. well okay so I wonder if it's been taxed I'm going to Bangkok in a the legal <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll be taxed yeah yeah to be taxed <laughs> yep yep well it happened yep. in Australia will we get to that yes. stage of course we can you can get it now yeah but like you know how it is It'll be everywhere doesn't it yeah, be mm. prescribed. But you know, like, you, 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 you go to so Fletcher's going to New York next week, boys, or week after. Yeah, so that's my like daughter, you, Fletch. You, oh, hang you on a sec. Sats, <laughs> hang on. Yeah, how prolific the smell is in New York since marijuana has been legalised. We were there probably five years ago. Yeah, and now you can instantly smell. Okay, someone's yes. LA's big. Yep. LA's Venice big Beach. Well. It's full of it, yeah. isn't it? I've heard that's pretty. What's your daughter? Is she going on holiday or what's Three weeks, yeah. Her and a friend, New York. Ooh, mm. How good. <coughs> when? Uh, Sunday. Yes, I'm on the same flight. <laughs> oh, oh, this would be awesome. Can you yeah. upgrade her? Um, I, well, no, I'm trying to get upgraded. So what time will you be You're going airport? with the Brit, Brit and the girls? Yeah, Brit and the girls are going. We're going for the eldest, basically her 18th. There you go. What will you do? What time will you be at the airport? In the morning? Uh, yeah. And would you have, you and Brit have a little uh, shampoo or something? In the, in the lounge? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Ham, tomato, cheese, toasted sandwich, and red wine. That's yeah. my go-to. That's <laughs> your morning go-to. Yeah. Honestly, no. I, I overload on pretzels in oh, the lounge. Make Just you, overload on thirsty. them. Thirsty. Mm. <laughs> 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 You're very uh, good. All right, boys. Well, we're going to have to run. Yep. Yes. Okay. Have a great show. Yeah. Thanks for chatting to us. And we won't. I, I won't speak to you. Yeah. Why all the well? So. I'm reading all your well wishes texts from all the listeners. Have you quit? Tools down this week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but not today. I finish Friday, no, and Brian Wednesday. finishes Wednesday. Mm. Who's uh, taking over? The uh, in the off-season. Yeah. Think, is Rochi taking over? Yeah, so Rochi will be here, I'm sure. The Professor and Barney. <clears throat> Peacock as well. Oh, the cock. Oh, the the cock. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's get up early tomorrow, Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's support. <laughs> yeah. let's who are we, we going for Wednesday? Yeah. I've forgotten. Morocco. Morocco? Morocco? No. No, that's Argentina. Argentina. We're going Croatia, Croatia. right? No. Did you hear about Gordon the Goose, who used to come oh, in and give the tips? Yeah. No. Yeah, I heard last week, yeah. Yeah, well, Gordon got one wrong and remarkably has disappeared. So I brought, him, <laughs> I, brought, I, brought in a pie, I brought in a pie today. I said, boys, what do you think of this pie? And they go, it's beautiful. What is it? Is it chicken? I said, it's close. <laughs> so Gordon's, Gordon came to uh, good He's use. Gone. So we've got, we've got uh, a new participant coming up. Sylvester's so. coming in this afternoon. Yeah, the seal. He's just sitting down in a giant. I feel the back of my. Hewed up with, with some water. He's just down there the other seal. 
If you, <laughs> so if you want the exclusive tip, boys, that's coming up yeah. uh, just after this. And if he doesn't uh, salute, there'll be salt and pepper seal for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> Good on you, boys. We'll talk soon. See you, legends. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Oh, we're almost done for a uh, another night. No doubt we're both going home and watching uh, White Lotus. Good oh, show. Isn't it what? New episode tonight. New Farm, Australian through and through. If you're listening in Gunnedah on 2MO, home of the Gunnedah Bulldogs and birthplace of um, Ronnie Turner, Run Turner. Ronnie Turner. Ronnie Turner. Um, Gunnedah is also the home of the great John Lurch O'Neill in the oh, 60s go, and yes. 70s. 28 mm. tomorrow, Sunday day, overnight low of 10. New Farms markets are formulated, uh, New Farms products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. A New Farm Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, we're going to either talk about the soccer or do text messages. Very quick one, dangerous text in. Mm. Uh, the Brabham. Uh, Documentary. Today is the anniversary of the first world championship oh, wow. in 1959. Well done, and can we also, as well, say to Danger, get well soon, mate? He was a uh, victim of a road rage incident, so he's, he's, uh, his face has been a bit smashed up. Really? Mm. Well, Danger, find out who they are. We'll get a posse up there straight away. A what's a what? A posse. Okay. Mm. I actually, yeah, okay. Anyway. Uh, text here, uh, the ladies' undies are cheaper according to a mate, just like jockstrap or DTs, I guess. It ticks a few boxes, might give it a go. I hope I don't have a car accident, though. That's from Mike. Yeah, buy, just buy in. Buy in. Yeah. Mark good. says, you don't say we hope France win the World Cup. I hope Argentina win because they knocked us out like Italy in 06. What? Then we can brag. So we can break. Well, France knocked us out. So did Argentina. No, France didn't knock us out. Argentina they knocked us, us out. Sorry, Italy would have beat us in the round games. Yeah, then, then they when they on, cheated. Yeah, then the they dive. went on to win the World Cup. So that's what he's saying. So we can. So we don't want Argentina to win. Well, either way, both of them beat us. I'm on Morocco. I think a lot of people are on Morocco. The lamb is amazing. Daniel from Prairiewood says, I'm not a rusted on NFL fan, but ESPN's Man in the Arena docuseries on Tom Brady. Yeah, it was outstanding. I got a bit bored with it, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah, I find him a bit boring. A bit clean, do you think? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know. vanilla? Right, look, let's do this. On Sports Day, it's time for The Last Laugh with Scott Sattler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours. Like Sats. I was saying early on, it's more of a of what I heard in the news today about an accident on a work site in Parramatta today. Three-floor building, uh, offices are top two floors, Indian restaurant on the ground floor, and there's a guy on a jackhammer. He went through the second floor floor, through the first floor, into the ground floor, into the Indian restaurant. Jeez. And um, one of the guys on the work site apparently rang up to see how he was going in hospital, and they said, he's all right, he's in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night with Matt Rogers uh, co-hosting the show. Have a good night, everyone. See you, Sats. Goodbye!